I'm going to just just share just briefly about the upcoming podcast. It's called Equity and Recovery Housing. Really what we're going to be discussing is medically assisted treatment uh, in recovery housing, in programs. I know this is a very uh, controversial topic, especially amongst the recovery community, uh, in, in especially amongst uh, recovery housing operators. Everybody's got their opinions. Everybody's got their views. Everybody's got their um, opinions and views of what recovery looks like or what it should look like. And, you know, this podcast is going to be on Thursday, October 27th at 7.05 p.m. It's going to have old Michael Crouch. Crouch, I call him Crouching Tiger uh, from over at Favor, Oconee, Mark Burroughs from Challenges, Inc. Uh, definitely a guy that has his finger on the pulse as far as uh, harm reduction. Oh, Riley Coyote. I don't know Riley real well, but I've heard some amazing things about him out of Georgia um, and uh, Athens. So I look forward to meeting him and talking to him. Bobby Brazel, recovery community organization called Midlands Recovery Center out of uh, Columbia. He's right there in the state capitol. He's going to be joining us. And we're going to be having a discussion about uh, housing, recovery housing, shelter, support services for a particular population that is prescribed this medication. Now, let me just be clear about this. I am not a doctor. Like, I am not, I'm not trained on anything. I'm just a person in long-term recovery. I do have a a program. I do have a housing program. So yeah, I mean, this is like a big, like I'm really in the middle of this. And, uh, um, we, uh, up and I was that guy up until a few years ago that, you know, no, absolutely no people would be on this medication to come into our program because in my view, they were not sober. They were not clean. They were not in recovery. Uh, whatever it may be. Um, and of course, uh, my view has changed. The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on the national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. I think it, I think it involved. Uh, I call it the tree. T R E E, T R E E, and that is, and that stands for trust, relationships, education, and equity. I really think that's what it's going to take to have this discussion. We're going to have to 
um, trust each other. Um, we're going to have to communicate. Communication has a lot to do with trust. Uh, we're going to have to form relationships. In that, we're gonna we're gonna need to educate, and then we're really gonna have to have some really serious discussions around equity and what that means. Because here's the bottom line for me: is that everyone deserves an opportunity at treatment and recovery, um, especially when it comes. I can speak for my program, Freedom Recovery Center. Um, uh, we do allow this medication. Uh, they are allowed to come in with this medication, and we do not uh, we do not encourage them in any way to step down. Like you know, you got to step down in thirty days, or you got to have Vivitrol, folks. That's not supporting medically assisted treatment, and that's just my that's been my experience. Uh, we leave that up to a doctor from time to time. I'll have them knock on my door. They want to talk to me, um, and they want to know what my opinion is, what my view is, and what I tell them is that I do not have MD behind my name. Um, we lost. The fact of the matter is, is we lost 99,000 people in 2020 to accidental overdose, and a lot of that involved fentanyl. Um, so, um, there's really no time for my, uh, opinions. Uh, I, you know, there, it's, it's just, it really, it's irrelevant. I think at this point, I, I do work with fellas that, uh, with guys that have been on fentanyl. Uh, I, what I do know about it from folks that are more, a lot more uh, educated than me. Some of them are, will be joining us, uh, Thursday night on the 27th is that the fent this fentanyl is much more uh more powerful, more potent than heroin. I want to I want people to kind of, you know, man, if you can kind of wrap your head around that. So, you know, if you're in recovery and you've been in recovery for years and you kicked heroin, man, God bless you. You are, listen, you're awesome. I got a, a friend, and, and he'll never agree with this. He, he kicked heroin under a bridge in Charleston in a cardboard box. Man, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, that is tough. Tough. And uh, But from what my understanding is, from folks, from the tree, right, from the education and the relationships and the trust that I've formed in these relationships that and realizing that I don't know everything, I don't necessarily know what's best for everybody, um, that I listen to folks that are more educated than me. I definitely have listened to Rich Jones. I've listened to Nate Tate, Nicole Chris, Mark Burroughs, uh, Michael Crouch. I look forward to meeting Riley Coyote. Um, all these folks um, that definitely know more than me, right? Because just because I think that I have 31 years in sustained recovery, I must know it all. That is just not true. And there's been a process with me uh, through my tree, through my trust, through my uh, relationships, through uh, through learning about and, and through education and really, really, really understanding equity and equality 
that uh, really um, in my in through my spirituality that it is just not right to leave a population of people out. Period. End of story. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of cases from my understanding that there is really no way to come off of fentanyl. Um, that that really it is it is a life or death situation that these folks could actually die. Um, I'm not saying that nobody's ever kicked fentanyl. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying that it is a very 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 dangerous situation, and so we allow it. Uh, we do not disperse medication. Uh, they take their medication. It is kept in my office. It's kept in a lockbox. It is logged. They come in. I observe them take the medication correctly because that's a part of recovery is learning how to take, you know, I take medication, you know, you take your medication as prescribed, um, all that stuff. It's under a doctor's order. I mean, I couldn't imagine, I know my wife doesn't mind me saying this, but I couldn't imagine my wife has seizures. And we were talking about this. And I said, imagine if you were homeless and people, and, and you have a certain medication that you use um, for your seizures. And someone looked at you and said, oh, you can't come in this homeless shelter because you're taking this particular medication. Um, that's that's really what it comes down to, folks. Um, and regardless of what my feelings are on this medication, okay, it does. It really doesn't matter. Um, there are laws, there are discrimination laws, or there, there are all these things that are going to come into play with this. And um, the bottom line is, these folks need to have a shot uh, at recovery at life, at getting better, because for me, that's what I understand recovery being. It's just your life getting better, man. Your quality of life gets better. And if it takes taking a medication for your quality of life to get better, then, man, I'm all for it. I'm sorry. And I do know this, that not everybody, this is just my view, not everybody's going to walk into a 12-step meeting um, like I did. Okay. I mean, I was very fortunate. Um, I was in and out and in and out, but at one point I walked in, I was ready. I heard everything that was said. There was a guy there that walked in with me. I was suicidal, uh, and everything lined up for me. He knew somebody that had a condo that had a room that they could rent me. And, you know, and I, I stayed in recovery for about 90 days and I was able to utilize housing and listen, all that stuff line, the moon and the stars lined up for Mike Todd. Okay. I'm just going to tell you the moon and the stars and God, God lined everything up for Mike Todd. Um, and I'm fortunate that there was no fentanyl back then. Guarantee you, I would have been using it. Um, so for me, I got to drop the judgment. I got to realize that everybody's recovery, that everybody's getting their, everybody's wellness doesn't look like mine. Everybody doesn't get up and meditate every day or whatever the heck I do for my recovery. 
Um, everybody's recovery really looks, and it look it, it can look very different when you talk to folks that are even to, that work together within a twelve step or fellowship or whatever. A lot of them, some go to a lot of meetings, some work the steps and don't go to as many meetings. Some people meditate, some people there's just some people pray. It's just so many different. Th- some people exercise every day. There's so many different things. But folks, the fact of the matter is, is this medication is keeping some kids alive. And those kids belong to people, okay? They belong to people and they matter. And if it takes medication to keep my child alive, that's what it's going to be, folks. Or to keep me alive or my wife alive or whatever it may take, then that's what it takes. Um... And I get it. There's a lot of different opinions. But when it comes to access to housing, because, folks, housing is health care. Okay, if you don't believe me, go outside, sleep outside tonight, tell me how you feel in the morning. Okay? Um, and I get it. There's a lot to this. But let's open up our hearts and our minds um, to getting educated on this medication and realizing, I don't know it all. Um, I absolutely don't know it all. And that if it comes down to keeping somebody's child alive, that's what matters. So anyway, we're going to get more into this. We're going to talk about it. I didn't mean to go, but I wanted to uh, kind of lead up to this thing. It's probably going probably gonna to be a hot topic. I get it. Um, but uh, Recovery First Podcast, I'm your host, Mike Todd. Look forward to seeing you on 1027 Thursday, 705. Michael Crouch, Mark Burroughs, Riley Coyote, and Bobby Brazel. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, Um, it's basically turned into an industry and with that industry there comes a lot of challenges Um, there's quite a bit of exploitation Um, you know you're dealing with a very very vulnerable population so that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers to help other recovery housing operators to help mentor them Um, to help to advocate for them and one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville and you know all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. 
We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org. Thank <laughs> you.